Thanks for joining us. We have with us today the founder of Black Women Connect Vancouver. She is inspiring, empowering, leveraging strengths and helping women embrace their diverse experiences to build meaningful relationships and celebrate the beauty of Black womanhood. She's here today to talk about her organization and much more. Please help me welcome Nataiza Mugwabi. Nataiza, it's my pleasure having you with Thank us Thank you for having me, it's a pleasure. I like what you're doing in the community. Mm -hmm. I want to hear your story, all of it. Right. <laughs> of course. But before we do that, okay. we want to go way back because we want to know a little about you and why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is just I just really believe that women should be empowered, um, especially black women. I think that so many times we're just not highlighted in our um, communities or in organizations or just anything around. When I look at collectives um, in Vancouver especially, they're very kind of focused maybe on more on the white community and I don't feel there's a place for us there. So I kind of stemmed into what I created now. What has your personal experience has been as a black woman here in Vancouver, BC? Mm -hmm. Tell us a little about your experience. Yeah, I think it's probably similar to a lot of women experience. I think a lot of times people come to Vancouver and say, we're all the black people, but we're here. We're just very dispersed. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a little challenging, I would say, if you're looking for friendships, if you're looking for community as a black woman, that can be challenging to find. Mm -hmm. um, and then also as a black woman, just even working in the working field, sometimes your questions or um, people don't kind of take you seriously. Um, so because for me, I also work full time on top of what I do. And so kind of balancing the two, sometimes there's a freedom when I'm um, in Black Women Connect Vancouver because I get to fully be myself, whereas I find the other positions I don't really get to fully be myself. Were you born here? I was born in Zambia, which is south central part of Africa. Uh -huh. And I left her when I was around five years old, but I go back pretty often. Five years old, you were pretty young, which means there might not have been such a culture shock for you to come here. But how did you find your transition here to Canada? To Canada, I was 10 years old. We lived in the Netherlands for about five and a half years. Okay. So it wasn't much of a culture shock in terms of, I guess, the surroundings, but it was a culture shock in terms of being in Canada, seeing snow for your first time, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit of a culture shock, but I was also with my family, so it was an easier transition where I find sometimes when people immigrate to different countries, then if they're by themselves, it can be harder. Yeah. yeah. So you have gone to school here. Mm -hmm. Yes. What was that like? It was good, yeah. Um, I lived in Saskatchewan for about nine and a half years, and um, it was a, it was okay. I have no complaints. I think it's a good place to raise your family, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't have any bad experiences. I was very active. I was in sports. I danced. So yeah. And after nine years, you moved to BC. What were you doing? Uh, I was just working. At the time, I didn't know if I wanted to go to school or if I wanted to travel. So it was just kind of me trying to figure out for, I think it was like a year and so. Uh, and then I just kind of tried to figure out what my next steps were. Okay. And when, when you started Black Women Connect, is that where you figured out what you want to do? No, I think that doing different things in school, like my internships, I always knew as a young, at a young age I wanted to work with women. I just didn't know what capacity. Uh, I've worked with women in addictions facilities. I've worked with women um, in capacity of counseling, uh, group counseling, things like that. So I think when I 
I really truly believe in mentorship. And so Black Women Connect Vancouver kind of meshed the two for me together. And so it was an easy transition for me to be able to start that. Let's talk about Black Women Connect. When did you start that and where did, where did the idea come from? Yeah, so it started in 2017, so about three years ago. Uh -huh. And uh, the idea really just came out of my sister and I wanted to have a party with some friends that were black girlfriends. And so we said, okay, well, let's invite their black girlfriends because they have black girlfriends and let's just make it a huge party. So really that's kind of how it started. It was uh -huh. very organic and just something casual I was doing and just making events. And I was actually going to create a different, um, I guess, collective for women. And then when I was setting that up, I just realized that the need in the community was so much bigger for black women. And so I kind of just transitioned that template into what I'm doing now. No, you you, you, you tried something, seems to work, to be working. You're thinking of expanding it. Tell us about that expansion process. It's always scary when you're starting something new, um, especially when you're trying to make it bigger. So I think the first time when I did the event downtown in Vancouver, because I was doing them in Surrey, I was really nervous. I was thinking that maybe like 30 people were going to come, which is what I usually was kind of expecting. Um, and so I did not have enough food because it ended up being 70 people coming and I did not have, I was not prepared. Um, I mean, it worked out well. I had friends that were able to help me with the setup and things like that. And I just like made people step in and help me. But I think I underestimated the need in the community. So I think that made it really easy to be like, okay, now let's just create something for ourselves. How large is the organization right now? Uh, we don't really have a membership program yet but in terms of following like for Instagram I guess we have like 5,000 followers and our Facebook group is about 800 and LinkedIn is about like 400 or something like that so and then we have our newsletter so it's hard to say what it looks like in a larger capacity but yeah there is a pretty big following. Is this organization a street online program? Because of COVID it, we've switched to online but it was in person. Before it was in yeah. person. And you used to have regular meetups. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Tell us a little bit more about how COVID affects your organization. Yeah. So I think with COVID, I think everyone had a hard time um, when you had events because it's so it was focused on in person. So for us, it was just a harder time to pivot into how do we make this online and still create connection because really, if our heart is to connect the black women, how we're going to do that. So it was a little bit of a challenge trying to figure that out in the beginning. And then I think we've transitioned into a smooth kind of, okay, we're figuring out how to do this and maybe thinking of like, what kind of online events do people actually want to see and be part of? What are some of the effects you're having on women in the community? Right now. Mm -hmm. I think in terms of our impact, I would say that a lot of women say that this was their first time being able to be in rooms with black women. That was their first time feeling that they weren't alone in the community. Mm -hmm. A lot of women saying like they've made friends out of this. They never thought they were going to make friends. They've made group chats on their own and uh, they've made their own meetups and hangouts. I've seen other groups develop out of what we've done. So it's been it's been cool to see people actually also take it and do their own thing with it. You're doing well in the community. But what has your life say? When you look at your personal life, work balance, what is that like? Um, I think it's just challenging in general. I think a lot of people, when you're balancing like a full-time job and then doing something else on the side, it's always hard to be, are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating enough? All those things. So I think for me, I, I, I would love to answer this question that I'm doing it well, but I'm just not. So <laughs> I will just be honest with that. I just, I'm trying to figure out how to do it best. And um, yeah, so I usually used to be very active, but now I'm just figuring it out the next step. Awesome. Mm -hmm. What are some of your hobbies? 
Um, I don't know. I like to cook. I like to dance by myself, and I like to read books. Uh, so yeah, those are pretty much my hobbies. I like to very much. If I'm going to be in my space, I like to it to be calm and peaceful. So let's talk about some of your accomplishments or your personal, if you will, add in your business, your organizations. What stood out to you most? I think for me, maybe my resilience. I think a lot of people, anytime you do a startup, it's challenging, it's hard, especially when you're working full time. Mm -hmm. And so that can be a big accomplishment because you really do have to be a resilient person. A lot of things come at you. There's a lot of things, a lot of barriers you have to push through to get to the place you need to be. I think even now it's a challenge in general. Even we, the fact that we've reached the years is great, but there's also a lot of challenges along the way. Um, and so that's been really exciting to see that we've been able to create that. I think someone actually mentioned I had done an interview and they had said that we're the largest black collective in BC, which I didn't even think that that was even, I just wasn't even thinking that way. And so when someone mentioned, I was like, wow, that's a big deal. So I think that that would be something that is a great impact um, that I would say. So what does that mean for you personally, hearing that and knowing that you're, you're having such an impact on the community? Yeah, I think for me, it's overwhelming. I think I take it with like with pride and honor because I mean, I, I love the fact that other people feel that this is important and I think that it wouldn't have grown if it wasn't important. And so seeing other people actually truly connect is really what my desire is at the end of the day. It's, it doesn't matter what happens as long as people feel like they're not alone in the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what next for you and your organization? Mm -hmm. What's in the pipeline? There's uh, our team mentorship program. Uh, it's a conference and that's going to happen in the summer and it's called Empowered Black Girl. And so it has its own website, which is empoweredblackgirl.com and then also its Instagram. And so we're launching that in the summer and we're very excited and we're excited to just be able to have representation for black women mm -hmm. and teen girls to be able to see themselves in those positions. Is there a way to either donate to offer help? Yeah, I mean, I think finances are always great. I think in general, in, in the black population, we always are looking for finances because it's just something we either are not aware of, if there's grants or things like that, we're the last to know. So I think obviously, yes, finances are great and people can donate on our website. Other than your organization, what other outreach program are you in? What other ways you are giving back? Yeah, there's different organizations that some of my friends are either directors of or things like that that I'm very hands-on in. And I was also able to launch a program in Zambia, where I'm from, mm -hmm. in an organization there called Mercy Touch Mission International, and it's called The Girl Project. So we help girls in the rural area in Zambia get the mentorship, go to school, food. Um, so when I travel back, that's usually what I do when I go back and yeah, and then just even just my nine to five job, it's very um, community based. Let's talk a little bit more about this program in Zambia. Mm -hmm. It's under a bigger organization, so it's just a program within it. So what we actually do with the program is there's a 64 acre land. And so the girls actually have to cultivate and learn how to work on the land before we give them their like school fees, things like that, books, anything that they need, they have to learn to work for it themselves. And we do a mentorship Kind of on the Saturday with them talk about anything life skills anything they're going through so it's kind of for them to learn the work to be able to go to school instead of handing them money based on your personal experience what you're doing what are some of the challenges that you have seen and what are some of the either resources available ways they can get help or even if they can reach out to you mm -hmm. what would you say yeah, I think definitely reach out to us. There's our resource page on our website too that we're continually developing if they need to look for anything that they need help with. 
Uh, right now we're creating our therapy um, page too. So people, a lot of women have been asking if there's therapists or coaches that they can get reach, reach out to. And so that's something that we're developing for them. And so I think anytime that people need help, we just kind of direct them. If there's another organization that's doing it better than us, we'll just pass them to them. You are touching a topic I feel that is very important in society. Yes. Empowering people, mm -hmm. empowering women yes. also. Talk to us, why do you think it is such an important thing to empower women or people in the community, in mm -hmm. society? Mm -hmm. I think it's in general just important to empower black women because when you look at the workforce, I guess, for me especially, when I look at it, you kind of see black women maybe be in the background or maybe they'll be like, managerial positions or things like that but they're never like ceo or executive positions things like that and really they're capable of being that and i think sometimes they're just not highlighted because a lot of times a lot of companies say well we don't know where they are but i've created a platform where you know where they are right and i and we do that and we make sure that we highlight we do like women crush wednesdays and on there we highlight all the women and so i think that it's just maybe putting black women on the forefront because we're actually on the forefront of so many things. I think it's a little frustrating sometimes because when you look at um, even America, for example, black women are the fastest growing entrepreneurs in America. And um, even in Canada, it's the same thing. But the thing with Canada is we don't even have statistics on that because they just actually don't keep data. And so I've even, I have friends um, that have started that and they've actually started to create data for Canada to see that highlighting black women, empowering black women is actually very important for our economy too. And to making sure that that is happening because I think so many times people just forget that we're here and we're actually making an impact in the world and in our country. One of the things that I've observed walking around, whenever I walk into an organization, a company, if it is owned by, say, Asians, there are mostly Asians working there. Right. Similarly with Caucasian and so on. No, you, you mentioned that you don't see a lot of black women at holding high-ranked position. Yeah. Is it because there are not many black businesses? I don't think so, no. I, I wouldn't say that because right now I am in an executive position at work. And um, even just that in general, I would just I would look around and if I go to conferences, things like that, I'm always the only one. Maybe there's one or two sometimes. And so you can just see that even board level, when you look at boards, if you like Google different organizations, even if um, there are sometimes even for women, there'll be like white males on the pages. And so it's just kind of like not allowing black women to step into those positions. Why aren't you kind of making sure those things are open? Why is there no diversity in hire and also diversity and just in general um, on your boards and your networks? Continuing on the same subject, I, you touched on it a little bit a while ago where you said black people aren't being promoted as much as we should be. Mm -hmm. No, in your organization, you're empowering black women, yeah. people. No, what needs to be done with the decision makers to say, see the value in us? How do we do that? Is, it, is that our responsibility or it's the responsibility of society? Mm -hmm. How would you talk on that? I think it's the responsibility of the society. I think that I don't think we need to be forcing ourselves to be in spaces, one, that they don't want us there. And two, I think that in general, as black people, we just need to start learning to empower each other. And I think the more we start empowering each other, the more others will see like, okay, they are together as a community to be able to support them, right? I think so many times, I think sometimes in the black community, we separate ourselves instead of coming together and joining forces because there's always power in numbers. 
And I think the more that we start to do that, the more other people will be able to see that, okay, this is actually a force to be reckoned with that we need to start stepping in and empowering the black community. Thank you, Nataiza, for sharing your wonderful story. I, I like what you're doing in the community. I, got, I see a lot of feedback. Women are talking about you, talking about your organization, and they are do finding value in it. Keep doing it, keep growing, keep expanding, keep touching lives. Mm -hmm. We like that. We all do. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And of course, I hope you are inspired by today's discussion. Let us know in the comments below what you found to be most beneficial about Nataiza's message. Don't forget to check out her website and social pages and reach out to her for any question you may have on today's discussion. Also, follow us on all social media at Lenimore Academy and check out our website at lenimore.academy. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel because more amazing stories are coming your way. Thank you for watching and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you.